You are about to witness a music podcast most foul. What you're about to hear is likely not safe for work. But if you're unperturbed by coarse language and sensitive content, you'll find yourself wrapped up in a world of music and mystery, the likes of which you've never heard before. Why don't you walk through the door and play our devious little game? Welcome, one and all, to Artificial Ghost Radio, a musical tour through the minds of our contestants. I'm hot, sticky, sweet, Miles Lazarus. And I'm larger than life. I'm Jupiter. And welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio, where uh, it's, we're getting our our spooks and scares on tonight. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, how? <laughs> What? When? I, d- I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We are yeah. though. I don't. We are though. Uh, it's, it's it's Halloween. <laughs> okay. Wake up! Wake up, everybody! It's Halloween. You know, you've heard of Christmas in July. Now get ready for Halloween in July. It's Halloween in July. There was going to be a Beetlejuice movie. The sequel to Beetlejuice was going to be Beetlejuice going on an island vacation. That's real. That's pretty good. That was such like a a, uh, sequel thing in, I think, like the, I mean, like it's been a thing for ages, but like 80s, 90s, early 2000s in the sequel, you got to go on vacation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, of course, you know, the uh, the movie poster would have been like Beetlejuice with like a straw hat and a suitcase and whatever, like... For sure. Um, yep. uh, uh, just really quick. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I'm not fucking scared. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> All right, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so, so why is it spooky scary? Was that just a, was that just a Jupiterism or is that? Uh... It's just the first words that came out of my mouth, my dude. Loves it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, welcome to our show, welcome to our podcast, our funny little zesty podcast about music. Have you heard of it? <laughs> music. <laughs> We've all seen it. We all have He's got it. We all have it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, we all have Miles, a song in our hearts. We all have Keep a song in our hearts. Miles, yeah. this is, uh, this episode is, this is about, sorry, the theme was, and just to clarify, because you said it once and then I almost forgot, but the theme is uh, songs that are for cishet men that we like anyway. Yes. Okay. Uh, this this is this is going to be a fun one because uh, I was just like, because like I don't have many songs in my playlist. That would fit that description. I have like over a fucking thousand songs saved on Spotify or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, I would say that like maybe 1% of them fit that description. And then yeah. I was listening through uh, my uh, playlist that I have, which is for my all time favorite songs. And then I found the one song in that playlist that fits that description. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that's that's my vibe. That's my vibe today. Yeah, very similar. I would say that like, because there's a difference between songs being made by straight people or by specifically cishet men and then a song being very much like, this is kind of a, I don't know, bro-y, like, a, I don't know. There are a couple different vibes you can sort of go with with this thing, sure. right? Yeah, just, like, directed specifically at cishet men. Yeah. Which, like, also doesn't necessarily imply that it has to be by a cishet man, but no. I'm pretty sure that, I mean, I guess I don't know for certain, but I'm pretty sure that my song is, is, does, is that. I didn't, yeah, I didn't look into uh, the sexuality of my artist, uh, but probably. Yeah, because, because honestly, that just feels, 
it's a weird vibe to do that, yeah. frankly. Unless I'm like, maybe. Like, if I already have a hunch, I'll look into it, but I'm not just going to. Sure. Right. Know. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just like, you know, you're just Googling, is celebrity gay? And it's just like, come on. Yeah. The, the vibes are the vibes are weird. Yeah. And so, but yeah, like, this is a song that also, yeah, because again, like, in my playlist, aren't a lot of, like, uh, I mean, jocular is one way of putting it, either or, like, jo- just kind of- Jocular? Jocular. <laughs> my, so, uh, my accent makes it a little bit funny. Jocular. Oh. <laughs> Not like Dracula, but, like, something else. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to explore the idea of a jock Dracula. That's hot. And we're done. <laughs> <laughs> A goth jock. It's like the, um, the, oh, what's the, it's like a table. It's like, are you like the nerd prep jock sure, goth, right. like where you are yeah, on yeah, the spectrum? Yeah. You know, a joth. Yeah. <laughs> sure, a joth. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I feel like on that spectrum, like, like, I feel like I straddle the line between goth jock and goth prep. Oh, interesting. Cause like, Cause like, I'm not necessarily like, I'm not a super sporty person and I don't exercise that much. Although I do technically work out with Beat Saber. It is a workout. Oh yeah. Arguably the second nerdiest way to, to work out though. What's the first nerdiest way to work out? Uh, oh God. What is the... Lopping? No, although that might actually be number one, but I was going to say, uh, the Ring Fit Adventure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, but also, like, you know, I put a lot of effort into my outfits, but I don't know that I go far enough to be full prep because I don't do makeup and I, you know, like I do do jewelry, but not that much. Uh, so I don't know. I'm straddling a line here. I get you because, like, I'm kind of a, a femish kind of gay guy. Um, so I do wear like a lot of, you know, quote unquote feminine pieces. Um, and I enjoy that kind of aesthetic, but I'm also like very alternative and I like punk and goth fashion and that's my vibe. So like, Mm -hmm. I, and also I'm a huge nerd. And also one time I did listen to a whole podcast about, uh, fucking, uh, American football and I truly didn't understand what was happening half the time, but I was like, this is kind of (laughs) sick. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? Like, like I didn't really justify why I'm, I'm straddling the line on goth jock, but like, the reason why is that I'm theoretically very into sports. Practically, Same. I'm not. I just don't, like, I just don't know when it happens. It's ju- It just happens around me and I'm like, oh, I guess it happened. But, like, I really, because, like, if you enjoy watching people play video games, you probably enjoy people playing sport. <laughs> like, right. Because I enjoy like, the spectacle of it, the, like, competition of it. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Yeah. I, uh, baseball, I think, is very interesting. Uh, uh. Uh, soccer, or let's just be let's just be real, football. Well, I we call it soccer here. Oh, you call it soccer there? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, anyway, uh, uh, I I do I do think that it's whack that American football decided that it gets to be football. Yeah, because we have um we because you guys have uh gridiron whatever uh and we have um uh, Australian rules football. We call it AFL. Um, sure. So we also have a football, and then you guys also have a football, but then everyone calls soccer football. And it's like, guys, I get that there are a lot of different balls for people's feet, but, <laughs> but we gotta come up with different names for shit. You know what? You know what? You know what? What? Fuck it. No sport should be allowed the name football. It's been, no it's more been worn balls. out. <laughs> it's been worn out. Uh, uh, you know, like, people don't have to call... Uh, soccer, soccer. That we can retire that too. We can just be fair and retire soccer and football, and come up with different names for both sports. Hmm. Do you want to brainstorm that? What What do you think we should do for each? Sure. Yeah. So. Well. Okay. okay so, uh, soccer. Uh, it relies. You know, like the big thing is like kicking. Kickball is uh, already a thing, so we can't do that. Kickball's already on the line. Right, yeah. Um, but what about... I, I frankly, let, let's try and avoid the word ball, because I yeah. think that'll help us out. No feet, no ball. Right, let's see. Uh, what a... <laughs> Sorry, the thing that popped into my head was kicky goalie. 
with socks. Kiki goalie. Punch. Kiki goalie. Some, some sort of punch. Punch orb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what if we call, uh, oh my God, what if we just call soccer like goalkeepers? Ooh. That's kind of fun. Okay. Like, you know, cause like, t- let's be real. The goalie is the most important player in soccer. Oh, absolutely. In pretty much every game, I will right. say. Yeah. Literally, like, if you're playing, if you're playing, uh, uh, if you're playing, uh, let's just use the term, if you're playing goalkeepers without a goalie, then, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're just, like, you're wasting everybody's time. Yeah, you gotta keep that shit away from the goalie. It's, it's keep away from goalie. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, like, I kind of like goalkeepers as a, as a name for that. I'm into goalkeepers. I think also because it has, like, a good mouthfeel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you want to go play some goalkeepers? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, we'll play some street goalkeepers. Like, that just works for me. That's good. Yeah. Goal takers. I feel like the members can be called goal takers, like the players. And then it's called goalkeepers. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. We, we could do that. Uh, but yeah, overall name is goalkeepers. I like that. And for, for football, um, football, you try and get it over that line. And then in AFL, it's you got to get it through a big fork in the ground. So, but, uh, like, first off, like, football tends to be more about tackling than anything else. Yeah, I will say that, uh, American football, you guys, uh, you wear big armor, you big wear padding. Um, and mm-hmm. then you, you, you knock them to the ground. You give them big, big, big push. Yeah. Big push ground. Um, uh-huh. Australian football, they wear like singlets and little short shorts. <laughs> Cause, cause they're sweeties. <laughs> uh huh. Honestly, um, yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, they're little, yeah, the little, uh, himbos, they're running around. They have their little sweet shorts on. <laughs> they still tackle each other and I worry about them cause they do be breaking their bones. I will say in American football, uh, the, uh, the helmets, as far as I'm aware from like, I've watched like documentaries about this and shit that the, uh, the helmets actually are more detrimental than not wearing helmets. Yeah, I was reading. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when you have an impact with the helmet on, it like gives your head more surfaces to bang into. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, and like, you know, when you hit the ground, like, you know, if you don't have a helmet, then like, you're likely to just be hitting like, you know, in one place, one impact, like, Still not ideal, obviously, but, you know, usually on soft grass, like, maybe not the worst thing. Um, Sure. But with the helmet, when you hit the ground, you're going to hit the ground, and then you're, because of the impact, your head is going to immediately swing back and hit the other side of the helmet. Uh, Mm. And then probably the first side of the helmet again, and it might just rattle around for a while, which is, like, causes more concussions, um, also, this is also true in boxing with the gloves that, like, with the, like, quote unquote protective wear, it encourages the players to hit harder. That makes sense because you want it to impact more. Right. And because you just think that it can, like, y- you can go harder because there's the protective wear, which is yeah. not, which is not necessarily true. So, uh, in boxing with, uh, 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 boxers who wear boxing gloves get more like welts and shit on their body than, uh, than bare knuckle boxers. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, so this, this sort of knowledge is why I am straddling the line of goth jock. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but what, but what do we call, what do we call football? Um, um, we have that we have, uh, goalkeepers. Yeah. Goalkeepers is good. I think because, like, I mean, American and Australian football are different in that I think Australian football is more based on, like, the... Because they don't tackle as much, so I guess it's a bit more dexterity than it is strength. But I like the aesthetic of, like, big armor boys. I think that's fun. Right. What if we just... Now, hold on. Knights of the Grass. (laughs) Oh, my God. Knights of the Grass is so good. I was going to say, what if we call it Tackle Boys? Tackle Boys. Tackle Boys Grass Knights. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like... I now now I do want you know like obviously you know not exactly gender inclusive 
Yeah. We'll go ahead and say. But uh, Tacky Boys is just fun to say. But I do like, I do like Knights of the Grass very much. It's that's the subtitle. <laughs> Tackle Boys, Knights of the Grass. It sounds like a novel, which I love. Now, now okay, now if we wanna, if we wanna, uh, uh, if we wanna come up with like a snappier name for the sport, we could just call it Grass Knights. I like Grass Knights. Yeah, they're they're all Tackle Boys, and they're also Grass Knights. Yeah, Tackle Boys becomes like the unofficial like nickname for the sport. Yeah, like in Australia, it's it's football, but we call it footy. Sure, yeah. You know, it's grass nights, but they're tackle boys. Right, yeah, I like that. All right, well, we solved sports. <laughs> we solved sports. So everybody, get on the same page. It's now goalkeepers and grass nights. I like this. I like where we're going. Also, that was the nerdiest way we could have renamed sports. <laughs> Oh, no, 100%. 100%, but we're right. Honestly, and we're that's right. that's why Jupiter and I are both in the dead center of the jock prep <laughs> <laughs> nerd goth spectrum. Yeah, 100%. We really are. We really are. I mean, like... We are fashionable, nerdy, sporty goths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. We should get into these songs proper now that we have solved sports, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. We've, we've fully solved sports at, at where the whole world is going to get on board with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm so excited. Uh, so, uh, now I think, you know, we've done our duty to the world. Now we can get onto our bullshit. Fabulous. Yeah. I found this song that I'm mm-hmm. bringing mm-hmm. because I was like listening to a song on Spotify and then Spotify uh, just, you know, kept playing songs for me. Uh, and it was this and a couple other songs. Uh, and they're all like, I quite like it. Um, it's uh, it was I was just in a very funky mood. Uh, so it was really giving me my life that day. And uh, ever since I added this uh, song to my playlist uh, and it isn't specifically a funk song, but it was just giving me a very chill energy. Sure. And the song is Sweet Chick by Anderson Pack. Oh. Oh, and also featuring BJ, the, the Chicago kid. I forgot to say that. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to uh, listen to this song? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. I got me a cinephone. Kind of, sort of. Was she popping on the Insta, though? She gonna have a million followers by the winter time. After that, should be somebody that oh, I used to know. No. I had to let it go, you know? Had a zan hoe. She be mumbling and hard to understand, though. She in love with all the trappers from Atlanta. Uh, introduced her to T.I. and that was the last time I had her. Got a skater, bitch. She a gamer, gotta take her to arcades and shit. She be watching anime while I'm laying dick. Wanna go to Comic Con? I'm like, come down a bit. So. So. What'd you think? Uh, you know what? I, I liked it for what it is. It is not a song that I would ever listen to. Like, mm. like I, and this is sort of the vibe that I get with Anderson Pack, just sort of generally, because like, uh, he's a he's an artist that my mom really likes. Oh, okay. Uh, and I like, so I've heard like a decent chunk of his music, and like, very talented, very good lyricist. Uh, not something that I ever really want to listen to because, like, lyrically is just, like, unappealing to me. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. Like, the, the one thing that is, uh, uh, really sticking out to me uh, about this is, like, you know, we get a lot of songs about, like, dudes talking about the, the women that they're sleeping with. And, like, you know, this is extremely that, but, yeah. uh, but, like, differentiates itself in at least the way that it acknowledges that there is more than one type of woman. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that's pretty much one of the reasons why I tolerated this when I first heard it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. There is a, I find myself, like, I listened to it quite a few times when it first came up. Then, like, after just sort of, like, listening to the lyrics, I was like, I don't know, it's just kind of one of those songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that can uh-huh. just kind of be like, that's about women. And, uh, I, but you're right, like, I do enjoy that it is actually talking about, like, various types of women. And also women that have, like, gone to be more successful after not being <laughs> with Anderson back anymore. Yeah, I also do like that it that it ends with him getting confronted about like sleeping around when he's in a yeah. supposedly committed relationship. 
Yeah, because from like this woman's perspective, it's like, hey, we're we're in a committed relationship. What are you doing? Fucking around right. with people. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, I I like that, you know, he's he's you know, not letting himself get away with that. You know, that's that's fun. I like that this song has a good humor about it. Yeah. At the very it, least. It does. It does. It does have a good humor about it. Uh but like, yeah, a hundred percent the song is not for me. Yeah. The reason why I think it's interesting, I think, to also bring to this uh theme, because it is like we can all see, like this is kind of for straight guys that are like, you know, the women that they're sleeping with and stuff. Right. But uh I do enjoy a bit uh before BJ's verse is um uh talking about how he got into a relationship with a woman, but uh, she was being kind of abusive towards him and people didn't believe him. So he like had to get proof, uh, to like right. you know, take her to court basically. Um, right. yeah. and, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty heavy for a song, obviously. Uh, and especially in a song that has like kind of a good humor about it. But I think it's also important for like straight guys to be talking about like, yeah, women can also be abusive and like that wasn't a good relationship and people didn't believe me. Uh, so I think that's an important thing to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. It, it totally is. And like, I do, uh, like, like, like this song is, is like, you know, like, like I said, it's, it's not for me, but like it, it feels like very like in reality, right? Like, yeah, like sure. Like, you know, not everything in this song is literally reality. Like if frankly, here's a secret. If musicians had to exclusively write about real stuff, then they would get boring real fast. Yeah, we would not be getting a lot of new music. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and also, like, there's this level of, like, you know, like, having an, a, an emotional distance from the consumers of your art that, like... Oh, yeah. You know, you're not going to be 100% real. You're going to use your experiences as inspiration, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but, like... But, yeah, like, I I really, like... It is very uh, uh, important for uh, straight guys to be able to, like, be emotionally available and, like, be able to talk about with their friends about, like, like, hey, you know, like, to, to acknowledge that, you know, abuse can happen to fucking anybody, right? Like, you know, even yeah. if you're, like, fucking Anderson Pock, right? Like, just being able to tell your friends, hey, this shit is happening to me, and... To have them not believe you, like, like, that is a, like, whole thing of, like, you know, I, I feel like especially, you know, in circles of, of cishet men, that, like, you know, masculinity is so performative that, like, the, when anybody tries to have, like, a real conversation or, like, try and, like, say that, you know, something bad is happening to them, that there is this, like, natural reaction that cishet men tend to have of like, you know, like, oh, what do you mean? Like, no, this, it can't be real. Like, you're, you're a man, you know, what, like, how, you know, how would that happen to you? Right? Like this idea yeah. that, that men wouldn't be emotionally available or open themselves up to something like that and like, be able to ta be taken advantage of, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, like, that is definitely worth acknowledging. And yeah, you're right, is definitely an extremely heavy thing to just bring up in the middle of this song. But yeah, I mean, you yeah, know. after you're talking about like, I have a, you know, a girlfriend that likes anime and <laughs> wanting to go to Comic-Con. And then it's like, uh-oh, <laughs> I'm talking about like a really heavy experience in my life. And it's a just a mood shift. And it's presented in like a very similar tone to the other like uh, lines in the song. So it isn't like a, you know, breakdown, heavy, sad moment. But it is um when you're just listening to it without like hearing the lyrics really you're just like haha yes this is a song and then when you read it you're like oh yeah okay. absolutely are you good mm -hmm. <laughs> are you fully good but yeah so that's like i don't have too much else to say about this song i i really just love the production of it really like the lyrics to me is uh taken and leave it um but uh i i really like how it feels when I listen to it. Sure. I, I feel like that is sort of the vibe with Anderson Pack a lot of times. It's just like, like you like feels really good to listen to unless you are actively listening to it. And then like it gets real. Um, like, 
sometimes in straight up uncomfortable ways and sometimes in like very like emotionally driven ways that you might not have expected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that Anderson Pack is a bad artist. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm just, I, but I will say that I'm not personally a big fan, yeah. but like, you know, I see what he's doing and, you know, not for me, but I, I vibe. I vibe all right. That's fair. All right. Well, Jupiter. Yes. Hello. Hello. It's me. Hello. Hello. What hello. is your vaguely cishet male song? <laughs> uh, uh, I wouldn't say vaguely at all. I wouldn't say vaguely at all. Uh, this is a song, uh, very specifically directed at cishet men. It's, uh, a song that I genuinely just like really like on a, on a very real level, uh, by a band that, uh, I, I believe I introduced you to Miles, uh, but like, I don't think you ended up listening to too much of them. Uh, Idols, uh-huh. uh, spelled I-D-L-E-S. I, yeah, I know, yes, yes, I know this, I know this. I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember literally any song. Well, you're you're about to remember, you're about to remember one, because it's Colossus. Cool name for a song. It is a cool name for a song. Uh, Colossus totally has a thing where, like, n- a lot of times the lyrics are uh, a little... Like, I don't know. I, I don't love all of their songs because, like, a lot of times lyrically it's just, like, like not very interesting. Ah, uh, yeah. Or, like, uh, uh, or, like, lyrically feels a little rough around the edges in a way that is, like, very obvious to me. Um, but, uh, I really do like a lot of their songs and they have a really good sound. Uh, and this is, uh, the first song off of their uh, uh, album, uh, which I love this title, Joy as an Act of Resistance. Ooh. Oh, I love that. You know I love that. Yeah, that's good shit. Uh, this song also has a music video, so we are going to watch that. Oh, fun. I have I have not seen this music video, so let's <laughs> see what's up. Hope it isn't bad. <laughs> Hope it isn't bad. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's, uh, let's give this song a little listen, shall we? you think i remembered what song you bought last time as soon as he started singing and i was like oh fuck yeah it's this guy <laughs> so i really liked it uh last time you bought uh never fight a man with a perm and it's a great song oh uh, yeah I, I love this kind of music i love uh yeah just deep voice weird hardcore <laughs> yeah 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 i have so yeah, much to yeah. say about this music video and these lyrics oh my goodness yeah, absolutely, right? So, um, this song is at its core, from my understanding of it, is, uh, about the, like, like, inherited masculinity, right? Of, like, yeah. the, the idea that if you are a man, right, your father teaches you how to be a man. Your father teaches you the rules of masculinity, right? The, the self-isolation, the self-reliance, the, uh, uh, emotional unavailability, the, like, uh, uh, the whole thing, right? Like, like the whole li- lyric of like, I am my father's son. His shadow weighs a ton. Like, fuck. Yeah. Um, uh, and just like, like this, it, it, the first part of the song is this, like, you know, like very lonely sort of like piece about like feeling like, like you are just like tied so hard to this idea of masculinity. And, uh, and like this idea of, of just wasting away because like that's 
kind of what you're supposed to do, right? Uh, and like in the, um, uh, in the like production of it, it's like very droning and very like, very like musically interesting, but also like very repetitive and gets like this, like this vibe of stagnation. And then it, the song pauses in the middle of it. And we get the second part of the song, which is the complete rebelling against the idea of an established masculinity and choosing a, a new kind of masculinity that fits better for, uh, uh, for the artist, right? Mm-hmm. Like rejecting the idea of like what he was taught to do from his father or what the character of the song was, you know, I'm not going to reject, but the, what the character of the song, what his father told him, what ideals he is supposed to hold in what inherited masculinity, what masculinity is supposed to look at, look like, and just full rejecting that and being like, no, fuck it. I, I have my definition. I have what I like. I have, the uh uh the like my my definition for what i am going to be as a human being i do not have to follow your rules and and i just really love that like idol's whole vibe is about deprogramming uh deprogramming men of masculinity yeah but also i do kind of get the vibes that there's a strong potential that joe talbot the uh the lead singer might not be 100 percent straight oh yeah i definitely got that vibe yeah uh but yeah anyway anyway <laughs> yeah what what what, what do you, i've said a lot what's your thoughts Ooh, my thoughts. Oh, my thoughts. Um, yeah. Okay, so definitely I have some thoughts about the music video as well, which I'd love to get into, is um, uh, the the main singer, I assume, uh, is uh, sort of in this all white outfit, which also I think like that sort of outfit with like a bunch of tattoos looks really cool. Uh-huh. But uh, it's, a, you know, a very plain, very uniform looking sort of outfit. And then like his head stuck in different like or underneath or inside things like a washing basket, a bush under a mattress and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, going together with the lyrics, uh, my like I've drained my body full of pins, full of pins, full of pins um, is uh, this sort of thing that I'm connecting in my opinion. Is that like, uh, and then also in the music video, uh, it, you know, it's all of these shots of him in these different positions with his head uh, hidden. And then uh, the next shots are like his head in a box filled with like different things. Uh, and it's this sort of idea of uh, men can like have rich inner thoughts, but they aren't allowed to like have emotions and think things and say them out loud. In um, mm. like, you know, they're not allowed to have like these intelligent discourses or they're seen as like, you know, being fucking fruity or whatever. Um, right. And uh, it's, I think, like a really interesting way of showing that, like, this plain white figure is, like, you know, standing very plainly in a corner of a plain room. And then on the inside, it's, like, you know, a bunch of crossword puzzles and shit. Um, And it looks incredible. And I think uh, the lines, uh, I've drained my body full of pins, this idea that, like, we are in this almost, like, Iron Maiden-shaped hole with pins touching every part of our skin and we can't move uh within our own masculinity otherwise we'll get pricked by these pins which is like the expectation of society around us and the idea of toxic masculinity and how it will hurt us and i think that's a really interesting take and uh how they showed that in the music video that's how i'm interpreting it anyway (laughs) yeah yeah i really i really like that i really like that also uh uh uh, I really like, uh, in the second part of the song in the video where, uh, he is, uh, I believe they are the rest of his bandmates. I think so. Dress- yeah. Dressed up as Stone Cold Steve Austin, Fred Astaire, Ted DiBiase, Evil Knievel, and Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, and, uh, they all come over to him in these different positions, like with his head and different things, and they remove the thing. And suddenly he is outside of that interior cage. 
and they are like handling the thing for him and like you know you get the the guy like all right i'm gonna take the newspaper off i'm gonna you know read it you get the guy like taking the cake out and eating it uh the taking the laundry and ironing it um uh like the whole va uh, uh uh taking head out of the hedge and then the other person finishing the hedge work like yeah this idea that like you know like with masculinity like you know you have your like jobs your tasks that you're supposed to do your actions that you're supposed to do and to like and to do them alone right and that like you are supposed to like just yeah like isolate and have those moments of like okay yeah i'm like doing chores or whatever and you know just stuck in interior thoughts that I never get to share with anybody, right? Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm, it's, it's very funny, uh, talking about this, uh, 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 talking about masculinity because, uh, like I, I truly only understand it on a theoretical level. And you'd think that I'd know more being a trans woman. But I literally never associated with masculinity at any point in my life, and no one ever forced me to conform to it. So I genuinely have no idea what it's actually like to, to you know, be a man. I just think that's funny. It's, uh, yeah, it's hard sometimes because, like, I, I don't conform to an idea of masculinity. So I feel very separated from my own gender a lot of the time. So I have a lot of feelings about toxic masculinity and how masculinity is portrayed, but it is also kind of almost a dysphoric topic in that, like, mm. it's something that I haven't been allowed to experience for better or worse. It's a very odd feeling. It's not something I expect a lot of people to understand. It's uh, almost like I'm not allowed to surpass particular feelings that other quote-unquote normal men are allowed to uh, go through. I I mean, like, you know, for obvious reasons, I, uh, uh, I have not been through that particular feeling, but I don't think it's like... I don't think that it's weird to feel that way, right? Like, like, like on the reverse side of things, right? Like, like, you know, like it can, gender is such a weird thing that you can like, even with the negative parts about it, you can feel dysphoric or euphoric, right? Like, like, uh, like me getting cat called for the first time and being like, that sucks, but also weirdly gender euphoric. Like, yeah, like it's like, it's so, strange to to be talking about this because like truly like you know the two of us have not experienced like the like societal expectation of gender like mm -hmm. in a in a very real way like you know we've might have experienced parts of it at certain parts of our lives but not the entirety of it and like in a way we're sort of separate from that but also have to try and fit into it in a certain way and all, but also yeah. want to like change and adapt it, but also like it's just like it's a whole complicated web of gender, essentially. Yeah, and, especially like, yeah, yeah. Being part of like queer masculinity, and even like in this song, it's like it's talking about how you know toxically masculine people like are against the idea of like the gay masculine and how like mm, this yeah. singer is you know talking about putting homophobes in coffins as part of his uh non-toxic masculinity and how like using your masculinity as a strength and as a uh virtue as a part of your you know putting out positivity into the world is part of protecting people who don't fit inside the norm of masculinity which i think is a really nice point to make yeah, I, I, I definitely think. I, I also just like at the end of the, the video, just like men helping other men. It's really nice. Cause yeah, it's just nice because like, yeah, a hundred percent, like that, that's like, you know, I mean, fr I'll say from what I've heard. <laughs> uh, but like, no, but like, yeah, in like, you know, toxic traditional quote unquote masculinity, like you are very much expected to just do things by yourself. Uh, so like, um, uh, it's also, I gotta say, it is also a very funny point. I don't know why I'm, I'm on this right now, but like, you know, we're talking about masculinity, so why not? But like, I, uh, you know, literally at no point in my life 
uh, ever like thought about or fe- uh, 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 fit into masculinity or considered myself a masculine person. Uh, and, uh, but like, you know, people prescribed that upon me because of, you know, society, but also because I'm autistic and have a lot of time, a hard time with like a lot of social cues. I never recognized when it was happening. Mm. And like, that is something that still carries to uh, me today of like, like, I don't a hundred percent recognize when like I am like being like, I don't, I don't know what gendered actions are necessarily. I just do what I do, right? Sure. Uh, and I don't know. I just think that's interesting of like how, like, like gender is its own complicated mess. And then you throw on neur- neurodivergency on top of that. And then you throw on other shit. And it's just like, I just think that like the intersection of all that is very, very interesting. Do we have time to dig into that all right now? No, but you know, I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say about, about this song, Miles. Great pick, Jupiter. I like the direction you took the prompt in. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to, do you want to take a little break? I would love to take a little break, Jupiter. Yeah, let's take a little break. Ooh. One, two, three, let's go. Welcome back. Welcome we back, back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, we're back. Uh, uh, where did we go? Where Where do we go in the break? You'll never know. We'll never tell you. We were playing a game of goalkeeper and also grass knights. <laughs> yeah, they, you got it. You got it. You got it. Yeah, just to, remi- just to remind everybody, just to remind everybody, the sports are called goalkeepers and grass knights. It might take some time to get used to, but this is our new reality and we have to live in it. So thank you very much for your participation in this. Yeah, this is a global movement. This is a global movement. Uh, uh, this is, this obviously takes priority over overthrowing capitalism. Oh yeah. This is achievable. This is extreme. Oh my God. Um, yikes. Anyway, but I do genuinely think those are very good names though. Oh, yeah, we're the smartest people alive, don't get me wrong. We are the smartest people alive, and I will hear no objections, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, Miles. Miles, 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 Miles. Yes. Do you want to do a, a funky, fresh spin of the wheel? I would love to. Then do it. Then do it, coward. Okay, okay, Jesus. Bet you won't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. What? Oh, I hate when I get sad songs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Or emotional, I guess? Like, it's... You you can never you can never predict the vibe of an Arcoast episode. It swings wildly. You can also never predict the vibe of Miles's playlist, <laughs> in which all of my songs without discrimination are kept there. Um, so the song that I the song that I uh, spun on that's the correct terminology. Sure, is a uh, a better son slash daughter by. Rilo Kiley is how I would pronounce that question mark. Okay. Or Rilo Keely. I think it's Rilo Kiley. Okay. I believe you. Um, this is one that I've known for, I would say, quite a few years at this point. It's uh, one of those bands that I only know a couple songs of, but I've also known those couple songs for a long time, so I have like a weird attachment to them. Sure. I have no idea who the fuck this is. That makes sense. It's not, I don't think, your type of music. Oh, it's almost certainly not going to be. Like, I can already tell just by the cover art that this is not (laughs) going to be a song that I would have listened to on my own. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I, you know, I try not to judge a book by its cover or a song by its cover, I guess. But sometimes you do. Okay. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Uh, do you want to want to give this a little listen? I do want to give it a little listen, to, though. I, I very much do want to do that. Oh, yeah. Badly for upsetting things crawl 
So. So. What'd you think? You know what? This song was pretty cool. Okay. Uh, I have no idea what the perspective of it is. <laughs> sure, yeah. For real, for real. Um. <laughs> I, maybe it'd be easier if I read the lyrics, but like I cannot parse what the fuck is going on in this one. I'll say it would be. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the lyric page helps me. I don't know. Um, so uh, this is by, again, I'm just going to say Rilo Kylie, I assume, um, from their album The Execution of All Things, uh, A Better Son Slash Daughter. This is about uh, the front woman's uh, experience with having uh, bipolar depression and oh. how the two moods uh, that she often goes through, like your ups and your downs, your manic and your depressive, um, and how it's, you know, sometimes it's this really, like, unenthusiastic, like, the intro of the song, the first verse, like, very soft, very, like, quiet, low energy, low production. Um, and then it swings into this, like, band rock, like anthem sound in the second verse and then it sort of splits the middle in the last verse and uh in the first verse it's all about how like she can't even get out of bed and how when people try and ask her if she's okay like her mother uh she says that uh her mother like you know made her bad and like that her mother isn't worthy and like you know just like sort of mean shit to her mom uh and then you hang up and you feel bad for saying that kind of shit even if you maybe meant it um and how uh when you're low you're really fucking low and mm. when you're high you're really fucking high um and uh in the second verse how it's like all of this very like you know i'm gonna be okay i'm gonna go to work i'm gonna be happy i'm gonna sing with my friends and i'm not gonna feel bad i'm going to make sure that i don't ever feel sad again this is it i'm only gonna feel better now and that isn't how it works and uh by the end of the song it's like i'm I feel like shit, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to try and make it so that I can find this equilibrium between my moods and uh, settle into a like space where I'm just happy. Okay, so now that you've said that, like, I did not pick up on any of that when listening, but like, like, I mean, that, uh, that really, like, it really resonates with me as like, because like, I just realized very recently that I have bipolar disorder. And like, you know, now I'm in a in a place where like, you know, I'm starting to feel a lot more stable because like I'm on a medication that works uh, and like I've started like better habits that because uh, like, you know, substances can can like really make it worse, like, you know, alcohol or weed or whatever can like have you switch between shit very quickly um, uh, and like can really just be a, a gigantic mess. And so I'm feeling like much more in control of it now that I've like realized it and, you know, talk to my doctor and have a good doctor. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, so many times in my life where I've just like looked back and I've like, oh my God, like, yep, that was a giant depressive cycle. Oh, that was yeah. a big manic mood. Like, like, like realizing and recontextualizing my behaviors and like, you know, the shit that I've been through and the shit that I've like felt like, and like, yeah, like truly like fucking literally there are times when you just can't get the fuck out of bed. Yep. And it like, it is easy to feel that like, like, I don't know, like I, I, uh, I get, I, I, it's, it's fucked up. I feel the thing of like, like, ah, uh, you know, like your, your parents, uh, turned you out bad, like the song says or whatever. But like, like also like, that's not how it works. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, like, sure, bipolar disorder is a genetic trait, but like also like, you know, like, I don't know, like, that's like a weird, like self eugenics, you come like, mentality to have you know like it's just such a weird thing but like anyway like i just like yeah i i i empathize with that like whole thing a lot yeah the the line uh for people wondering in verse one is 
And your mother's still calling you insane and high, swearing it's different this time, and you tell her to give in to the demons that possess her and that God never blessed her insides. And then you hang up the phone and feel badly for upsetting things. Um, and uh, yeah, it really feels like, yeah, people trying to lovingly help you or call you out or somehow change your cycle and you not wanting that, <laughs> like actively right. knowing that you're in a bad place and still not helping yourself. And uh, that's a big part of it. Right. Yeah. It's it's like, yeah, that's extremely real of like, yeah, just like it's hard. It's fucking hard. These fucking cycles are extremely hard. But like, you know what? Uh, it's uh, at the very least, you know, it's it's not an impossible thing. Like, I'm very glad that I'm in a place now where it's just like, OK, I actually feel pretty stable. Like, I haven't yeah. had a big uh, switch in a long time. Also, fucking God, it is wild for me to think about the fact that like I was going on these wild ass swings while recording several podcasts and trying yeah. to mask my way out of that. Like, that's a wild thought to have. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes, like, the ways in which we don't realize our neurodivergencies is very interesting. Like, me truly not thinking, I think I might be autistic until this year. And then looking back on literally everything I've ever done in my entire life and going, ah! Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's a. It's such a real thing. Like. Like. It's. It's. Oh my god. Yeah. Seriously. Just looking back on on the things of like like it being in school and like like everyone calling me like a failure for not doing well in school and then I look back and I'm just like, wait a second. I literally have a fucking learning disability. <laughs> Yeah, hey, fuck you guys. It's tr truly like being like in, you know, primary school slash high school and being like, I don't get like pretty decent to good grades, like hovering around like the B average, like, oh, yeah, like you're getting things. And then at some point, like truly just not being able to grasp concepts and then people being right. like, oh, but you used to be so smart. What happened? It's like, oh, my God, I don't know how to tell you that I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Like, it's just ba-ba-bebo. I do not know what's going on. Me getting put into the talented and gifted program in elementary school, and then yeah. in high school, failing the same math class three years in a row. Yep. Like... Brain bad. <laughs> yeah. Also, literally having dyscalculia. Fucking, like, hey, why was I so bad at math class? Oh, right. I literally have a fucking learning disability specifically tailored to make me bad at math. Loved it. <laughs> it's so, it's so fun. I, I, I want to share my, the funniest thing with dyscalculia, though, for me. Mm-hmm is uh, that it, it even extends to, like, volume of things to uh -huh. where, like, to where, like, if I am putting away leftovers for a meal and I'm looking at the, like, pan or whatever where all the food is and I'm like, what what is the right Tupperware for this leftovers? Sure, sure. And I will always go for a bigger container than I need because I overestimate because I can't figure out how much space it's going to take yeah. unless I put it in, until I see it in the other container. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, it's it's like so funny to me. It's oh yeah. It's uh it's it's interesting listening to the song because I don't uh have bipolar depression. I just got that regular depression, I guess. I don't really know what the <laughs> I'm not good at terminology. <laughs> um I got that silly little bad brain, but it is uh, really interesting because I do like, I mean, everyone sort of uh, goes through different extremes, but like, obviously it's different with bipolar depression. Like it is just extremely different, but sure, the yeah. idea of um the opening to verse two really resonates with me. And I feel like, cause this is like a kind of a cult classic, like a lot of people really like this song. Um, and, uh, for people that really like this song, us neurodivergent people, uh, the lines, um, in verse two, and sometimes when you're on, you're really fucking on and your friends, they sing along and they love you, but the lows are so extreme that the good seems fucking cheap and it teases you for weeks in its absence really yeah. hits because oh it's like, God. you can have a great period and be fucking on top of it. You're like getting all your shit done and you're not behind and you're paying your bills and stuff and you don't forget appointments and you're doing okay and you hang out in your social and you do all the things that you need to do. But there's always that thing in the back of your head where it's like, this is cheap shit because you, you your default is bad. <laughs> sure, And this yeah, isn't going to yeah. make up for it. And because your brain hates you. <laughs> 
Because yeah, your brain no, this says, is fuck like, you. This is literally like, this is the, the catalyst of why I discovered that I have bipolar disorder is because when I moved in here, the first two weeks of moving into this apartment, I was like so elated. I was like, felt so fucking great. And I was like, okay, yes, change of environment. I'm going to be good forever now. <laughs> yeah. And then that third week, I just fucking crashed. And there, I like yeah. couldn't get out of fucking bed. I was like, what the fuck? Why do I feel bad? I'm in a good place now. Uh, and then I was like, uh, uh, and then I was just like, I got reminded about like some stuff about bipolar disorder and I like wanted to look it up. So I did. And I found a symptoms chart. I was like, oh, literally every symptom applies to me. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's like extremely, extremely real for like, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, uh, and like, it's so weird because like now that I am like properly medicated and like, again, like not using any substances or anything, like I am in a very stable place and like kind of feeling like, I guess I don't know what normal is, but sort of an sort of an in between between manic and depressive, mm-hmm. like like and and gearing not not gearing more towards manic, but like since I'm more stable, I can build more like positive things and feel like they won't topple. Yeah, I getcha. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird experience what my brain is going through now, but like. <laughs> Good. I, it's good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm not falling into a, a fucking thing where I'm having to lay in bed for a week. Yeah. Being able to manage your energy levels and, uh, yeah, figuring out like things you can do when you're in different stages so that you can still do productive shit for you to stay alive, but yeah. not to push yourself into like, you know, just complete exhaustion. Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, it's, wild out here yeah 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 this song really does hit for me it's uh again i haven't really listened to a lot of their discography this is also from this song's from 2002 it's almost 20 years old this song Mm -hmm. and uh it really does hit it hits different um they also have a song emotional that also really hits you i think that one's more popular than this one so uh, if you're gonna know a rilo kylie song you're probably gonna know that one um, but yeah, it just really, some, ugh, sometimes when you're on, you're really fucking on. Um, but uh, yeah, sometimes I wish I could force myself to be happy in situations where I should be happy and I just can't. And sure, uh, it's sure. comforting to know that other people at least would understand that. Not comforting that people feel that because that sucks and I wish that no one had to feel like that. But at least I know I'm not, you know, a bad friend for not being in the mood to do stuff. Right. And, uh, yeah. And and also like, yeah. And like also just like nice, nice to know that you're not alone, even if you wish that no one had to deal with that. Like, yeah. you know, nice to feel that like you're not unique in feeling bad in situations where you quote-unquote shouldn't thank god i'm not the chosen one of depression right right the chosen one of depression oh my god (laughs) thank god i'm not in a fucking really sad ya novel (laughs) oh my god yeah oh my god that's hilarious um uh i love saying that's hilarious when i don't and like don't (laughs) laugh we both do that and it's really funny (laughs) it's it's so funny (laughs) um yeah oh my god that's so funny That is. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's all. I, that's all I really have to song about. Uh, to song to say about a better son slash daughter. Also, a little bit trans right there in the title. I don't really know what's up with that. I just like it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. For sure. Um. That's all I really have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh. Let's let's go ahead and wrap it up then. Uh. Let's thank you. Put a bow you. on it. What? Because we're wrapping it up. Got to put a bow on it. Oh, I didn't hear what you said. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. Uh, you can find us on on Twitter at ArtGhostPod. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash artdeckaspects. Uh, uh, Miles. Hello. What's up? I, I have a, a funky, fresh theme for you. Ooh, gimme. The, the theme, the one we're doing for next episode... 
uh, is a song that is probably a trap. Okay. I don't know what that is. Yep, you're going to have to figure that out. This is a very, I picked this theme off of a very specific song. And, uh, uh, you are, you're, I, I believe in you. Okay. Find your own interpretation for what a song being a trap means. Uh, but have fun. Have fun out there, kid. Okay. Thanks, coach. How you feel? How you feeling about this, this theme? I have, uh, like, kind of an idea as to where to go, but like, (laughs) but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I've never heard you struggle so hard uh, when I brought a theme. It's just not applicable to music. It's truly just not. (laughs) It's truly just not applicable. I, I, well, well, welcome to Art Ghost. Welcome to Arcos, baby. <laughs> Our tagline is, it's truly not applicable to music. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, oh my god. Go play Grass Night. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, thank you so much once again for listening to the show, and we will see you when we see you. Everybody out there, we're gonna make it. We're, we're gonna, gonna make, make it, it through the shit. Yeah! Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>